Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, as always, the one and only Bumwine Bob. Uh, I'd love to uh, welcome everybody today. You know, we have a uh, big show planned for you. And um, we'll be welcoming uh, Vicki uh, Eisenstein uh, very shortly to the show. You know, Vicki does a whole variety of uh, different things. And we'll be having her on the show to discuss her various different uh, ventures these days. You know, she's a uh, comedian, actor. Uh, improv specialist, comedy writer, filmmaker. She does a little of everything. So, you know, we'll be having her on here. And, you know, know, speak of the devil, you know, as soon as I, you know, bring it up here, you know, we were cutting it a little close today. It was kind of uh, my fault, you know. But uh, let's uh, welcome her on now. Hey, Vicky, how are you? Hi, I'm doing okay. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. uh, How do I actually conduct this call? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was kind of my. I know I said to you the other day, I said, oh, yeah, I'll give you the info. And then I was going to do it yesterday, and then I was like, wait a second. I I woke up this morning, and I was like, shit, I never said anything to her. (laughs) So I I apologize. It's okay. yeah. <laughs> for that. You know, you know, I was drinking last night, so it kind of slipped my mind. And then next thing you know, I was like, uh-oh. And that was almost 11 o'clock, and I didn't hear from you. And I'm well, like, I mean, well, you were doing your knows. research for this show, right, if you were drinking. I mean, you were being well, a responsible true. host. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That is, that's what we do here, you know. I mean, if it's drinking-related, you know, that's always what we're we're here for. But, hey, I'm happy, you know. Everything aligned right, and we we have you on here. So how are you today? I'm doing okay. I just woke up, so I haven't had time to to fall into any tar pits or anything. So I'm doing great. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. You know, well, it's it's Sunday at least. So you know, hopefully uh, you don't have anything too crazy planned for today. Not really. No. <laughs> now uh, I saw yesterday you posted that big um, onion challenge video, which I was I was hoping you would have broken the, the world record, because then I would have been able to say I was the first person to talk to you uh, with oh, a new world I record know. holder, but uh, <laughs> no, it so, was so what, so what brought that up? Why why did you decide to uh, do that? 
Oh, there's like a weird culture on YouTube of challenges, which these challenge videos are basically like everyone on YouTube is making vlogs or videos and they're kind of getting bored and they're like, oh shit, what else can I do? Sorry, can I say like swears on this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever you want. Whatever whatever gets your point across properly is fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I didn't know if you need it, if you have the E next to it or not. Um, but anyway, so, so yes, everybody's kind of like bored and they're just like, oh, what can I do? And then there's also like this culture of like, we should do collab videos with other YouTubers. So there's this YouTuber who lives up in Michigan who I've known for like a couple of months now. And he was like, oh, hey, I'm going to come down to Chicago. He was like, we should do a collab. And I said, yeah, sure. So I looked up really quickly. What are these challenge videos? What could we do? What's something easy and fun? Um, I don't know why I thought that eating a whole onion would be easy and fun, a whole raw onion. <laughs> yeah. uh, but for some reason in my mind, this was no biggie. Um, so, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, come over. I'll get the onions ready. Uh, so I bought two onions. Um, and, yeah, the, the thing about it is, like, you have, like, a little bit of onion in a salad, and, like, that's fine. But, like, you eat a whole onion, and it's, like, your nose burns, your throat burns. Like, it's, it's my heart was burning. I think it was heartburn. Yeah, no, I was watching that video, and I was like, yeah, that, that's tough. I could not even want to try to imagine uh, eating an onion like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it's something that you necessarily have to do that, like, you can – definitely take that off your bucket list if it was on there i don't think it's necessary but then again i mean maybe you do want that experience so maybe you should put it back on the bucket list i'm not here to tell you what to do with your life yeah <laughs> well if you haven't had a chance out there to, to check it out make sure to check out uh vicky's youtube page and uh you can watch that uh great video of uh going through the uh the horror i guess you want to say of trying to eat a whole onion in a 90 seconds, which, a spoiler yeah. alert, she does not finish eating the onions, so just so you know. <laughs> yep, it's 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 quite impossible, I think. I don't know how that guy who got the Guinness World Record did it, but, you know, that's the thing, too, is I think I'm just not good at eating contests. Like, I'm good, I'm not an eating sprinter, but I'm an eating marathoner. I can do the long distance, you know, like, I can pack it in over time. I just can't do it in, like, a very short sprint time. Right, yeah, when you're crunched for time, they say, okay, 90 seconds you have to finish this onion in this case or whatever it is. But if you had, like, you know, an hour or so, you know, to eat a whole big meal, you know, that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, Hold yeah. So I just realized I shouldn't retweet yeah. right now that we're on the air, so I just retweeted that for us. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. See, bring Yay, it in. You know, more people, you know. I have my show. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, uh, you know, I, I was doing my, my research here. You know, I tried to, you know, get all the facts down before, you know, having somebody on here to see uh, what they're all about, you know, because, I mean, we only started That's talking, awesome. I think, a couple weeks ago, you know. I mean, you know, you know I, I tried to, you know. I that for my show. I just have people <laughs> come, and then I, I use the excuse that I am acting as proxy for the listener who probably knows nothing. <laughs> yeah, see, <laughs> Right, you say, okay, you know, I don't. they don't know what you're all about, so, you know, tell me everything, you know. But, you know, I try to get a good idea, you know, of everything uh, you do there. And since you have a plethora of different uh, projects and stuff that you 
done in in your lifetime and been all over the place. Wait, I'm going to pause you for a second to... because you said plethora, and that reminded me. Um, I did a I did an improv gig the other day for a company holiday party, and so they gave us like a little bit of background information on the company of things that like we can make fun of that like they would find funny. And so one of the things on there was that this one of the guys in a, in one of the company meetings used the word plethora. And now, like, just saying that word is, like, a little inside joke for all of the companies. <laughs> and we were like, how can – that's, like, the dumbest thing. But anyway, so we get on stage, and then one of my teammates drops the word plethora, and they just uproariously laugh. <laughs> it was like, dang, it's true. <laughs> So, yeah, I I just had to share. Hey, hey, <laughs> it's all good, you know. It's those little things, you know, that one little word or whatever it is, you know, kind of uh, triggers something else, you know. Mm-hmm. So, hey, whatever, whatever works, you know. So, that's good. You know, so I was doing my, my research and everything, and I see you've been, you know, all, all over the place here. And I wanted, and the one thing, you know, that I found out here, you know, was about your, your life as a, a Korean TV uh D-list celebrity there. I mean, how how do you manage to find your way out there to Korean TV coming from uh, the United States? Oh, well, that was kind of a long story. Um, it's really <laughs> circuitous. I, I don't know like, what's the best way to get from A to B. I tell the story all the time, but then it's like, ah, how much of this detail or that detail? But uh, I guess just a quick summary I was a total nerd in high school. I know nobody would believe it. Um, So, yeah, I took Latin, and I was very much like, you know, like just didn't really socialize much. Um, And then I went to college, and it was kind of like, okay, I have to take a living language. So I took Chinese, but while I was taking Chinese, I had, like, this best friend who was Korean-American, and she introduced me to, like, Korean dramas and Korean pop music and Korean men, and I totally fell for them all. And then um, we went together. uh, Before I went to go study abroad in China, we went together to study abroad in Korea over the summer, and that's when I totally fell in love with Korea, and I was like, I got to go back. So I went back (laughs) after college, and when I was Back, I was doing, like, all sorts of random things. Like, I mean, I was taking, like, an intensive Korean class, and I was also um, writing a textbook series for an English institute. And it was, like, a lot that I was handling. So I was like, screw this textbook writing thing. So I dropped that, became a full-time student, and I applied to be on this TV show that has all these foreign girls on it. It's called Chit Chat of the Beauties. And, um, or it's called like global talk show or something. I don't know. Anyway, so it's like, <laughs> it's all good. It will find all it out somewhere. It's out there somewhere. <laughs> but, sorry? All right, so I said, we'll find it out there somewhere, you know, either way. Well, it's just like one of those things of, like, it has the proper Korean title and then the English title, there's like three. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, if you want to look, listeners, Mina de Suda, or for short, Misuda. Um, so yeah, so I'm on that show. I end up on that show. They interviewed me and I had partied with one of the girls who was on it. So they were like, oh yeah, she's got dirt. Bring her on. Um, so <laughs> I go on it and it's really bizarre. It's like, 
you know, talking about in your country, what are the makeup trends? In your country, what kind of gifts do you get for your boyfriend? In your country, like, are there boxers or briefs? Like, you know, it's it's just bizarre. And then you have, like, these five Korean celebrities that are doing the talking as well as the, like, comedian hosts. So, like, I met all sorts of, like, models and actors and singers, and, like, that was really cool. Usually I had no idea who they were. Um, right. <laughs> and I was just sitting there, like, ah, like, trying to speak in Korean. But this was, I was, I think I was at, like, level three or four in the Unsay University <laughs> just trying, program. Just trying, so. to, yeah, just trying to fit in, you know. Like, okay, they're all talking, just trying to, like, put in your two cents, like, oh, yeah. Don't forget, I'm still yeah. here, you know, well, like... Uh, the thing, too, about talk shows is you know they're basically scripted out, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we would have a table read, and we'd go through the lines that we had, and there had been pre-show, like, before doing the show, there were interviews where they got stories out of us, and then the writers would, like, rewrite them correctly, and then they would, like, have it in the script for us, and then we'd, we'd have them, and then I'd put behind my name tag, some of the girls uh, would put, most of us would put... Uh, our notes, um, post-it notes behind our name tags uh, so that we could remember what we were going to say and how to say it. And for me, it was like, oh, shit, I just hope I don't directly read this Um, because (laughs) it was too hard. Uh, But, yeah, I was, like, learning Korean. I was on the show. It was great. You know, I'd walk around town and, like, people would recognize me. They'd be like, oh, biki-da, biki-da, because there's no, like, B sound in Korean. They They make, like, a B instead. So I'm I'm beaky over there, so whatever. Um, so I, you know, I go to the club and then I'd be like, ooh, beaky da, and I'd be like, yes, <laughs> that's me. Um, and so yeah, it was really awesome, and then my Korean was getting better. And I'm sitting at a table read one day, and we're all going around, we're reading our lines, we're going through the script, and then the MC stops us, and like just right after I read my line, and he looks at me, he's like. Hmm. And he says something that I don't understand. And so I turned to the girl next to me, and I'm like, what did he just say? And she goes, oh, he said that you read it too good. You need to fuck it up. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? You mean like, but my Korean sounds good. Like, it finally actually sounds good. And then she was like, uh, she kind of like said that to him, and he he said something back to her. And she was like, yeah, but, you know, he says that, like, people aren't watching this for you to speak good Korean. Like, they're watching it to, like, see something funny. And your, like, stupid accent was funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they, they want you to be there kind of to screw everything up, like, you know, something to make make a funny but, out of everything. Like when we tell it, it's like when we tell a character, like, we, we tell somebody who's, like, Asian American that they have to like put on like a Chinese accent or an Indian accent or something, and that's what makes the character funny. That's basically what it was. Like I, I had that over in Korea. Yeah, I guess you're you're supposed to be, you know, that I guess that token uh, American character, I guess, uh, on the show, and you're kind of uh, outgrowing it. I guess you're becoming too good uh, in there with the Korean and all that. That it wasn't filling the uh, the needs anymore. Yeah, and it's like instead of the writing staff being like, oh, well, then we can, like, use her Korean getting better and we can, like, you know, do it. It was like, no, this will mess up her catchphrases, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So I was like, whatever. Yeah, so, well, so, I mean, but it seems like it was an interesting experience for you, you know, and, and anything yeah, sure. other than being here, you know. So, I mean, how long were you out there for? 
Um, so I was out there for a while and then I went to LA and I was like, Well, I speak Korean so well and clearly that's an in demand skill in LA. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was really I, I, I really I would have never uh, I never would have thought that. You know, I thought, you know, that would have been high demand for uh, Korean speaking uh Americans. <laughs> I know. Like I, I clearly thought I would peacock there and that like, come on, like I have all these random talents. So why not? And I've got like great on camera experience. I've got like this footage of me on a national TV show. Unfortunately, agents here in America don't give a shit about Korean national TV. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, they're that way. Yeah, you walk um, in. Yeah, you walk in there and say, "Look, I'm a Korean TV celebrity." You know, look, they they know me here. You know, they have posters with my face on it. You know, and you guys don't want this. They go, "Who the fuck are you? Get out!" <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that, that's, oh, that that's great. Is, come back, ugh. come back when you do something great in America. Then they'll then they'll talk to you. Yeah, that's that's basically what it's like. It's like, okay, do something great. Um, by the way, you're gonna need an agent to get anything great. Oh, but by the way, you need to do something great to get that agent that will get you the great work. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's a really yeah. weird chicken and egg thing. Um, I'm sure other people have probably chatted about it with you. Um, but, yeah, so that was, like, kind of like a, ooh, whatever year. I mean, it was cool. I did everything. I was, like, background actor. I did, like, script supervisor stuff. I was a PA. I interned for a production company. Like, I was just doing everything. But I, like, found by doing everything that I really just like being on camera. So I was like, I'm going to go back to Korea. So I went back <laughs> to Korea um, by way of Taiwan. I stopped in Taiwan for three months. Um, and then when I was back in Korea, I ended up doing more like um, travel shows and I did like some cheesy reenactment shows and I just did all sorts of random stuff. I was in like an army talk show for, I, I don't know, about half a year I did that. And that was bizarre. Um, I went around to all these different <laughs> army bases, and I was, like, interviewing, like, their four- or five-star generals, whatever. I was like, okay, this is great. But my Korean was, like, you know, I think after when I took that break with my Korean, my Korean kind of, like, stopped getting better, and it, it just kind of got stuck. Like, I had, like, a little mental, like, wall or something. And, like, I mean, what can I right, do? That's right. who I am. Unless I was going to, like, immerse myself and get rid of all of my foreign friends in Korea, I don't think I could, like, get my Korean to a, a better level. So, and I wasn't going to give up my foreign friends. I liked them. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was just like, you know, I'd, I'd go up to a five-star general and be like, hey, what color underwear are you wearing? And everybody would laugh, and i go, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, at that point, you're kind of like, uh, you know, maybe it's time to uh, move on from that, and uh, it's not quite your thing anymore. <laughs> oh, did we lose you there? All right, well, it looks like we have some uh, technical difficulties here, you know, in the middle of all of our exciting conversations. Oh, here. my we'll God, I'm if, sorry, uh, my cheek okay. <laughs> pressed mute. My cheek is always pressing right. mute. When did you hear me? <laughs> I was sitting there like, all right, I think uh, I, I think we lost her. Is she there? Anybody? And then I'm like, okay, there she is. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm, and... I'm always when I'm on the phone, I'm always my teeth are pressing here, and I'm the worst. Um, I just yeah, I was sitting here like in silence. You know, I was having that uh, I was having that moment from uh, Wayne's World when uh, when Garth is sitting there on camera, you know, by himself. Uh, when Wayne runs <laughs> away and he has no idea what to say, just sitting there in shock. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm back. I'm here. All right. All right. It's all good. And lonely anymore. 
That's all right. Hey, this what happens. That's what happens when you're when you're live. This is a live a live show, you know. So this is what happens when you're live. You never know. So we try to keep it uh, exciting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you did a good job of holding down the fort while I was muted. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, it was a rough, uh, like, 15 seconds or so. But, you know, we, we get through it, you oh, know. Man. And, and everybody who listens. What was I saying? What did you miss? Uh, I, I don't even know. <laughs> okay. I'm still, well, I, I think I'm still recovering. I trying to say was that okay so you know I was doing I was in a bilingual improv troupe and I was having so much fun there with my friends doing that and then you know as I was doing that I was I was getting a lot better at like all sorts of aspects of comedy and performance and then I was doing all these shows where I would say like funny things and it would all get cut on the editing floor and I was just getting to the point where it was, like, so frustrating that I always had to be that stereotypical foreigner. And I really wanted to just create my own stuff and, like, make my own comedy and stuff like that. So that's why I came back to Chicago was for the comedy. Yeah. Like I said, after a while, I guess you kind of, if, like you said, if you weren't going to, like, uh, embrace, I guess, the whole Korean lifestyle and become one of them, you know, I mean, I guess you really hit the wall of where you wanted to go over there. And if that really wasn't what you wanted to do, and you wanted to do your own videos, that kind of stuff, I mean, it was like, all right, why bother? Why wasting your time being over there and just come back to Chicago and do it here? Yeah, I just felt like I, I mean, I was never going to be a comedian over in Korea. Like, it's really... I don't know, so much of their humor is also word-based, like pun-based. They love puns. And as a a person with that being the second language and hitting that level of like, oh, no, my brain will not do Korean any better than this, I was like, you know what, just drop it. I need to go back to America where I understand things better. (laughs) (laughs) Also, like, if you think about it, like, we have so many years of references. We grew up in a culture and we know everything is just around us. Like, we know, oh, haha, that's the stereotypical thing about grandmas and grandpas. Oh, yeah, that's a company that folded in the 90s that was funny. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, that was the advertisement for that Coke commercial in, like, the 80s that people still reference even if they haven't seen the commercial. And when you go into another culture, you don't have that. You don't know those background references that – other people are using to get the laugh. And so you just kind of sit in there like, ooh, and what's a joke I can make? And, oh, I can make it, but wait, has anyone right. seen or know of this? So it's really right. a just, bizarre yeah. phenomenon. Yeah, I mean, you're just trying to throw things at the wall over there and just see what sticks and just trying to hold a bunch of uh, uh-huh. variety of different things and seeing, okay, what's going to work, what doesn't. At least when you do stuff here, you know, okay, at least somebody will this is funny. Or some mm-hmm. things, you know, here that you'll say will just, drop to silence and you'd be like, all right, I'll scratch that one off the list and not try making a joke about that anymore. Yeah, and I mean, like, I do stand-up. I know that even sometimes I'll think something's funny and then it gets no laugh. But, like, that's life. So, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, so at least, uh, you know, I wanted to see, too, so you somehow you found your way onto the Steve Harvey show, I see. Yeah, that was a trick. Um, yeah, I don't know. They were, they like kind of, can. what do I say? Like they contact a lot of like comedians in Chicago because they're Chicago based. So they contact a lot of comedians right. to try and get them to do stuff on the show. And so they were originally going to use me for like an ask 
Steve question, um, but then they, I got cut for time. They were like, oh, this is better. You can do this longer segment. So it was this, like, 30-day date thing. Um, so basically I had to date a douchebag for 30 days, and it was the biggest <laughs> load of bullshit. He was just horrible. And then it was like, you know, if I wanted to get paid, at the end I had to keep dating him. So, mm, what can you do? And then it was just really annoying because he would say really horrible, insulting things. And then I would get really upset. And then in the editing room, they would cut it to look like he didn't say much of anything. And then I had a huge emotional reaction. And so I look like one of those, I mean, it's, it's basically reality TV. I look like one of those crazy reality TV ladies. What can I do? Right. Yeah. Right. They cut everything out that he did wrong to make you look like a bad person and Everybody thinks you're the crazy one when he's saying this stuff, but nobody knows because they edit everything out. Yeah, and then it's really funny because, um, you know, I do have, like, people I know who, like, did watch the shows and then who were like to me, you know, I could tell that you didn't, you weren't going to say or do what they told you to do, too, like, in the in-studio shoot when, like, Steve gives his bullshit lectures, and I was kind of like, nope, I'm a feminist. I'm not going to agree to that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm just, I'm not. So, I mean, what can you do? Like, that was, like, one little experience, and it happens. And, you know, I'm just like a speaker. (laughs) Right. Like I said, it was an experience, you know, and uh, I guess it gave you some uh, more exposure for yourself to go out there and do something different. At least you found out at that point that, really don't want to be doing stuff like that. I mean, because, I mean, it's better off now you're doing your own thing with your own uh, YouTube stuff and things like that. So now you know. Yeah. Stay away from Steve Harvey. <laughs> oh, I will. I, I will definitely stay away from him. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, I see now, I mean, you have a you have your variety of your own different shows and everything on YouTube that you do every week. So, I mean, it seems like you're doing all right. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of stuff um, and just hoping that, you know, something something sticks. I just got some new headshots, so I'm going to resubmit to agents and see if, you know, I can get some and maybe get some paying work. That would be awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the whole thing. I mean, trying to get yourself out there, you know, and with the stuff you do here. I mean, if you guys haven't checked out, you know, uh, Vicky's stuff here, she does her lunch crunch every uh, Tuesday and Thursday on her YouTube mm-hmm. channel. And also the uh, Eisenstein Effect every Wednesday, your interview show slash podcast mm-hmm. out there with different guests and stuff like that, which are mm-hmm. all entertaining, you know, and especially like the uh, your lunch crunch thing. You know, it's like a little segment thing, you know, a couple of minutes or so, which is good for the people out here that don't have uh, long attention spans. You just, you're quick and to the point, yeah. and it's funny, and that's all you need. I usually, <laughs> I introduce it as it's my version of, like, the Daily Show or Weekly Update. It's just cutting away any, like, the actual analysis or anything. It's basically just set up punch, set up punch of all these, like, news-based jokes. Right, and that's all you need, because that's like I said, for a lot of people these days, you know, they don't want to sit through, you know, a whole long uh, YouTube video. They just want to say, mm-hmm. okay, what's the main points? Where's the joke? <laughs> and then I can go from there. Yeah. It's a couple minutes long, and, it, and it's simple. And you put out there, you know, two a week, and, you know, that that's perfect to get your name out there. And hopefully, you know, somebody stumbles across it for you, and then, you know, the uh, producers come knocking at your door to get you to do some more things. Yeah, I'm waiting. My door has been quite silent. I mean, sometimes my brother knocks on it, but, um, <laughs> you know, I'm hoping. 
Yeah, I mean, because, uh, what I mean, I know you said you want to try to get some actual paying work there. I mean, what's your, uh, what would you like to be doing? Like, more acting stuff? Yeah, oh, I love, um, I love acting. I love sketches. Um, but I also love telling jokes, you know? I love getting up there. And, I mean, I think ideally for me, like, if it wasn't SNL, it would be my own talk show. Like, I just, I mean, yeah, that would definitely get me going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and you're kind of on your, your way with that a little bit, you know, with your, uh, even though it's the YouTube, the podcast, the, the Eisenstein effect that you have there, I mean, it's kind of your own little, similar to a talk show type thing. Well, I, and I designed it in that man. I didn't design it from the start in that manner, but I did, I am from the beginning, I've used my YouTube channel as a way to build a portfolio um, because people are always telling actors, you have to make your own stuff. You need to have a great reel. You need to make, be out there and making your stuff so that like people are seeing it. And, I mean, that's great advice to give, but, like, I feel like the actor who makes, like, the one short film and puts it on his YouTube channel, like, that's not going to get you noticed and you have to do more. So, like, don't stop there, people. But, um, so I started with doing comedy sketches, and then I started doing, you know, some regular YouTube-style blogs, some challenges, some, uh, like, just, they do these stupid tags, too. So I started doing all right. these well, yeah, yeah. videos. <laughs> And then I I was like, you know what? Everyone I know, because Chicago, everyone I know does a podcast. Why don't I do a podcast? And I was like a little divided on it because I was like, you know what? But I, I've got like a good thing going on YouTube. I have a little bit of a following. And why would I start this new podcast that might not get any listens and I'd be putting all this work into? So I decided that I would do like a hybrid podcast and YouTube show. So I actually record the whole thing and then I put the whole audio up, but I edit down the video is what I do. And then I decided to like be like, Hey, you know what? I'm doing stand up and I love jokes and I, I want to do like a weekend update daily show style thing. So why don't I just make like, you know, a YouTube like attention deficit disorder sort of worthy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so then I was like, you know, I'll just start doing this lunch crunch thing. And then now my schedule is like all like, when am I going to film this video? I can't do that. What? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially when you're doing all of it yourself, you know, because you do everything from, you know, the the producing, the writing, the shooting and all that. You do all that stuff yourself. So that takes well, a lot of work to, uh, to go through that. I help on the lunch crunch I do have um a couple of friends who like to submit jokes and so they do so that is so helpful for me um but yeah everything else is me I mean I started off the first sketch that I did I was looking for people I was like oh maybe I can get like help from this production team or that and whatever but if you don't have money and you're not paying people, you can't guarantee that they will work for you. Um, and that was the thing. It's like it was always getting pushed off. I could never get people to come and help. So I was like, you know what, I'll just have to take – I used my dad's camera. And <laughs> I was like uh, – and I used iMovie to edit for my first thing. Uh, I just did it. Um, and, it, like, that's the thing is, like, too, like, production, yeah, you can't count on that. But actors – 
you kind of can't count on them, but on the other hand, they're desperate to do something. So right. like, you can basically get an actor. Um, so. Yeah. If you tell them, you know, if yeah. you tell them there's a chance, you know, they might, somebody might see it and they can get their name out there, you know, I mean, why not? As long as it's not going to take up, you know, four days of work or something like that, especially with you, it's just a quick, uh, a quick thing. So. Yeah, people are always really surprised at how quick it goes, but I tell them, you know, me being an actor and me being a director of it, me being the editor of it, I know exactly what's going to get cut. I know exactly how I'm going to put it together. Like, that's the thing is, too, is, like, for anybody in any part of the creative process of making anything that's filmed, I say learn how to edit. Because once you know how to edit, you will get rid of so much extraneous stuff because you know what's going to stay and what's going to get cut. So, I mean, I think it's just so key. Um, sorry, I forgot what you were talking about. <laughs> no, that, that's good. That's good. Because, I mean, like I said, I mean, you're trying to – you already have a following out there, and if you can expand on your your fans, we'll say, you know, and if uh, mm-hmm. they keep supporting you, I mean, you go, man, that's kind of what I do with, with this stuff here. I mean, I do this – I mean, like you said, everybody and their cat pretty much has a podcast these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's I mean, true. It's, it's you, and some you gain cats a have following. podcasts. you got to watch Yeah, that. I know. They're, they're, they're very greedy. Yeah, they're very greedy these days, you know. I mean, I have my cat mm-hmm. is always jumping around on the keyboard here when I'm trying to go through this thing. I'm like, get out of the way. You know, you can have you your see, show at noon today. That's him sabotaging your podcast and trying to get more people under his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's say, look, you you can have yours at noon. Get out of here. You know, I'm in the middle of one right now. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, it's like you're trying to get your own following and, and go from there. Like, I don't know, like I do this every week here, you know, trying to, uh, you know, I spread my word here about, you know, drinking cheap and uh, things like that. But, you know, we've expanded recently. We have, I try to get more guests and stuff on, like, like you here with comedy, stuff like that. You know, we've had other people on, musicians and stuff like that. And it's just, you know, mm-hmm. what are you trying to do exactly? I mean, just trying to get the word out there and, and see what happens. I mean, that's really all you, you can do in the long run. Should we be talking about cheap drinking? Well, I was going to ask you, I mean, what is your what are some of your favorite go-to drinks? I mean, I know I saw something said that you're not a, you're not a beer person. I saw you said something no. the other day about that. No, not. But wine, give me wine, glorious wine. <laughs> I love a nice red. I love like a Pinot Noir or a Malbec. Some of the Cabernets could be good. I mean, but I'm not too picky, you know. I'll I'll go for an under ten dollar bottle. It's great, you know. Right. So, so, so will you be? Would you be with us here? You know, drinking like a MD twenty twenty, or you know something cheap like that, you know. What's MD twenty twenty? Uh, you know, the cheap uh fortified wine we have here. Remember the Mad Dog twenty twenty as people call it, you know, with a variety oh. of different flavors. You know, cheap um I guess if you want to say high school or college wine, you know, which is uh I guess if it's a round what we focus on. I go for like an actual <laughs> nice bottle. Um I don't know. And then that's, and I that's guess fine. I have a little bit higher taste. I don't know. <laughs> and, hey, and, that, and, that's, and that's fine. We've had people on here before, you know, that specialize in, you know, higher class stuff. And I've had people on here, you know, talking about, you know, craft beer and stuff like that. So, you know, we don't You know what's really funny? Want to hear something that's kind of funny? Um, so the <laughs> other week, my parents were down in Chile. They were on vacation. 
and I was doing uh, I was doing an improv show at a theater that's a BYOB theater. So we stopped in before me and like a castmate, and we were like, okay, we need to get something. And I was like, get a twist off cap. We don't know if they have like the opener. They should, but sometimes it gets lost. So I find a bottle with a, a twist off cap, and then I go, um, and then I, I have the bottle at home, like, and so. My parents get back, and they're like, wait, did you buy this sticky? I was like, yeah. And they look at it, and it's from the Santa Rita winery down in Chile that they visited. They brought home wine glasses from that winery. (laughs) They were like, oh, wow. How crazy is that? The world is so small. I know that is. That's crazy. That's the one that you'd pick out would be that same one. (laughs) Yeah. And then they were like, how much was it? And I was like, you know, I think it was like, Eight ninety nine or something, and they were like, "Oh, it's about the same price. How crazy is that?" <laughs> <laughs> now I know you did your uh, your you've been starting to do your uh, your video blogging stuff. I know I saw that one you had uh, last week. I think it was there. Oh, that was I know my it's first kind one. of uh, I don't know that I'll tough. keep doing yeah. it. I know, like you said in the video, that it was tough, you know, to you know when to record and stuff like that. And I've I've thought of doing similar things in the past too. And you're like, wouldn't it be great, you know, to, you know, document, you know, everything you're doing and stuff like that. But then, like you said, when you pick up something halfway in between, it doesn't make any sense to the people watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I found there was a lot that it was like, oof, I guess I'll put it in, but I have to explain it. And I don't know, I was going to do it for this week, but the other problem too is a lot of the stuff I do is like, well, if I'm on stage, I can't be recording this. Yeah. Like I can't, and then it's like if I'm over at like a company party, that's kind of weird to pull out my camera, and then I have to ask people permission. Do they want to be on it? And like, it's okay if that's been my thing from the beginning, but it's not, and I don't know that I want to be that person. But maybe I do. I'm not going to take a phone position right now. (laughs) Then, uh, well, uh, we have uh, we can start wrapping things up here. Um, now, mm-hmm. what about do you have any uh, any uh, holiday uh, any holiday Christmas tips for the people out there? You know, I know you did your Christmas tag too with your nice little uh, tree from uh, Walgreens there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think just for like you know the holidays, I think it can get kind of like annoying when you're sometimes you're with family and you're like, uh, and you're on your phone and blah blah blah. My tip is down your phone for a bit and hang out with the family. Just give yourself like 15 minutes. You know, try and do it for 15. That's minutes. it. See what happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> start start with yeah, start small. You know, fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. and then go from there. If it gets that unbearable, you know, as something will always happen. You know, dealing with uh, family around the holidays, but try to give it that fifteen minutes, and then you can pick up your phone and go back to what you might have w- missed out there in the interwebs and in the world of uh, mm-hmm. Twitter and everything. <laughs> yeah. Also, get a hamster. No, there you go. Get a get a hamster. Is that uh, is that your companion? My companion is my hamster. Yeah, she just woke up, no. so <laughs> she's just walking around. <laughs> so, uh, do you have anything else uh, you want to uh, spread to the people out there? Any uh, what's next for you? What they can uh, look forward to? Um, right now, I mean, I'm just really focused on my YouTube, so. Yeah, check out my YouTube. Uh, just search my name, Vicki Eisenstein, or check out um, my Twitter. I'm always on Twitter. It's become an obsession. So 
Um, my Twitter <laughs> handle is Vicky Ironstone because Eisenstein is Ironstone in English. Um, it's a German name. Uh, yeah, and you can check out www.vickyeisenstein.com. And if I update that, then you have updates for their recent. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's still, there's still. I mean, I went on, I went on the website before this, you know, to get all the info to check out everything here. And I mean, you have a, a wide variety of all your stuff out there. Maybe some of it isn't as updated as you'd want it to be, but it's a good uh, intro to people like out there who might want to know. You know, I gotta sit down. Like, just that, that's 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 not too bad. I mean. Three weeks is not bad compared to some people's websites who haven't been updated in, like, years. So you're ahead of the game it's in the... Uh, I'm doing a lot better than that. I went on some guy's website the other day, and I was like, oh, my gosh, hello, 1997. Like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, like, with the little uh, scrollers across the screen. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot better than, know, you know, I what some it. people have. I get it, because if you start something, then you're kind of like in that system, you know, and so you just keep updating that instead of switching to something new because you know that you're comfortable with that. And that's something I think we all have to fight with technology is, like, as we get older is, like, I'm used to using America Online. I'm not going to switch because that's what I'm used to. You know, you can't. You've got to switch. And so we're all on these platforms now. We're all up to date. But there's going to be new things, and we have to make sure we can make the jump. So that's my other Christmas advice is make the jump. There you go. See, that's that's perfect. There, make the uh, the jump. And <laughs> well, uh, Vicky, I'd like to uh, once again thank you. You know, for taking the time uh, today to come on the show and and chat. You know, and uh, I wish you the uh, the best of luck with everything. And uh, hopefully, uh, we can do it again sometime. Yeah. Thanks for having me out. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, once you make it big, you know, you don't forget about us little people here, and you'll still uh, come on here and update us on everything you're up to. I'd be happy to. I I mean, I, I don't, like, really see myself as ever being that person who's like, oh, I'm doing this now, so I can't do that. So, I mean, yeah, just reach out to me whenever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds good. And once again, this is uh, Vicki Eisenstein. Everybody be sure to uh, check her out there. Check out her site, Twitter, YouTube page, and all the uh, good stuff in between. So, Vicki, once again, thank you. All right, and I think she might have muted herself again or, you know, or we lost her again. But <laughs> Oh, my but, God, you're uh, right. I, mean, I did will, uh... mute myself. Oh, no, sorry. see, see, I know. I was like, I was like, all right, did you hang up? You hung up already? I mean, I didn't think it was that bad, no, but you know. <laughs> I, I did something, and then it was like, Rawr! and I hit the keyboards, and then it was like, oh, what is it? And I had a different interface up on my phone, and I was like, what? But now we're back. <laughs> sorry, but thank you for all having right, me. No on. problem. All right, thank you, and uh, we'll be in touch, and we'll keep up with everything. Thanks again. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Bye. All right, take care. All right, that's uh, Vicki Eisenstein, everybody, and uh, thanks for tuning in this week. And, you know, be sure to uh, stay tuned over at uh, bumwinebob.com this week for the uh, special updates coming your way. And uh, hopefully you guys are going to be ready. I was stocking up this past weekend on some uh, goods for the new and improved website. So uh, be sure to keep tabs on that one there and I won't be talking to you guys before Christmas so Merry Christmas to everybody out there hopefully you guys stay out of trouble and uh, we will see you guys next week you know same time same place 
you know, keep those drinks flowing. Cheers. It's been my secret passion to try it. To spend my Christmas surfing, I can't deny it. I want to spend my Christmas on the Kona Coast in Hawaii. For years I saved my panties and planned it. The great Pacific Ocean will span it. I want to spend Christmas where I dig it the most in Hawaii. Wish a melee to leaky, my cut to you, never 